So, five games into the Patrick Waugh era. What's different about the New York Islanders? We'll break that down and a lot more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman. Blocked by Polak and Price. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net and he scores! Hi and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone who makes Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show, but first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, feel free to email us at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com, and if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever's on your mind. You can also follow the show on X at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on X at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all things Islanders all season long, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game, so join me for some instant insight and analysis, and it's always great to talk Islanders hockey with you, game time or any time. Five games so far since the Islanders dismissed Lane Lambert and replaced him with Hall of Fame goalie Patrick Waugh. And I guess five games, still a small sample size, but you start to see trends after five games. You start to recognize patterns and differences in the team's play between what was happening under Lane Lambert, and what is happening now under Patrick Waugh. And there are a number of things that I've noticed. First of all, and I think this is important, there is definitely a different energy about the team. Waugh brings a different vibe There is a certain amount of respect, not to say the players did not respect Lane Lambert. Uh, I'm not here to knock Lambert. Again, I I still think Lambert could be a good NHL head coach in the right set of circumstances, but that he just didn't have the answers for this Islanders team this year. And 
I think the team just feels a different kind of emotion around Patrick Waugh than they did uh, under Lane Lambert. And one of the things Waugh came in and said was that structurally, the team has to be better in their own zone, not backing up so much not allowing the opposing offense to have all that time and space that creates high-danger scoring chances, being able to pick up the third man in on a rush or even the fourth man in on a rush, and then working on the transition, clearing the puck out of the defensive zone and transitioning from defense to offense to start the attack. We have seen... The shots on goal allowed go down under Patrick Waugh. And more importantly, we've seen the high danger chances go down. Uh, I know, for example, uh, Monday's game against Toronto, there were still more than 35 shots on goal. But the number of high danger chances was lower. And... Except for the third period when Toronto was desperately trying to tie the game and eventually did, you saw the you you, you kind of saw that there just weren't as many chances, and that made Ilya Sorokin, who was more rested because of the All-Star break, but it, it, it made Ilya Sorokin sharper. And let's not kid ourselves. If Sorokin and Varlamov are worn down and facing 35, 40, 45 shots per game, they are not going to be at their best. And we've seen that from Ilya Sorokin throughout the season, where after facing so many shots, he's letting in some goals that last year or the year before, he would not let in. And I think part of that had to do with the high workload he was facing. And, you know, here's what Matt Martin had to say to The Athletic about the difference with Patrick Waugh. He's very high energy. He's a really positive guy. He's also very adamant about doing it the right way. And there's a structure that he wants. The first few days of practice, he doesn't have a whistle. He makes his own whistle. And we probably heard it a hundred times in practice because he wants to make sure we're doing everything the way it's supposed to be done. It's just a new voice and it's Patrick Waugh. He's one of the best to ever do it. He understands what it takes to win and I think that carries a lot of weight. His messaging so far has really given guys new life and new excitement. And... Here's what Patrick Waugh had to say. I'm just trying to create habits here. I think the identity of our team, the DNA of our team, is hard work. That's what a lot of guys have been saying to me. We just want to go back to that. And maybe that's one of the differences between Lane Lambert and Barry Trotz and Lane Lambert and Patrick Waugh. The hard work, the 
there's two aspects to it. There's work hard and work smart. And I think we saw a little bit of both under Patrick Waugh over the last five games. But remember, and listen to the words that Waugh said, just trying to create habits here. Habits take time to become ingrained in people, whether they're hockey players, whether you're trying to quit smoking or, or uh, stop eating you know, chocolate or wh- whatever it is that you're trying to do to create a new habit, it takes time. And I think what we're seeing in these first five games is that the team is learning what Patrick Waugh expects of them, what his system is about, and gradually they are getting into the habit of doing things the way their new coach wants them to do it. And I think that's a positive. And another positive that I wanted to point out, we saw in the game against Toronto two incidents where the team stuck up for each other. We saw Bo Horvat sticking up for Matthew Barzal and actually dropping the gloves, taking uh, what I thought was a questionable instigator penalty, but regardless, it was called. It could have been called, but I didn't think it should have been called, but regardless. There is one of your best players sticking up for another one of your best players and showing leadership, which you really really need to see. And then, at the end of the game, Cal Clutterbuck, going after Pajama Boy himself, John Tavares. Yeah, the game was over, but there's that little scrum after the game, and Clutterbuck is essentially sending the message, don't mess with my team. Do not mess with my teammates. That's not acceptable. And the little pushing and shoving, and yeah, there were some penalties called, but at 20 minutes, it's just a statistical thing. The game was over. Call the roughing penalty, be my guest, you know, on both teams, but it's a statement. And I think it was an important statement. And we didn't see enough of that the last couple of years under Lane Lambert for whatever reason. The fact that we saw two such incidents, uh, not last night, Monday night, was very important for the New York Islanders going forward. And hopefully we will see more of it. Look, I'm not saying go out there and instigate fights or start stuff. No, that's not my point. But my point is there is a time when you need to stick up for your teammates. And when that time comes, do it. Go out there and do what you need to do so that people do not take advantage of your teammates and that you get that respect that you need from the opposition. All right, we've got a lot more to get to on today's show. Oliver Wallstrom, back in the lineup, getting a chance. We'll talk about what that means and whether it's the last chance that Wally will get with the Islanders. We'll talk about that, plus... Uh, our weekly farm report on all things Bridgeport Islanders and uh, our Islanders' birthday of the day, a winger from Finland who was with the Islanders in the mid to late 2000s. Let's see if you can guess who that is. We've got all that and more coming up 
on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday, one of my favorite days of the year, it's all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58 between Kansas City and San Francisco, but FanDuel also has bets for things like which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today. You'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. LockedOn has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And now you can also find it on Amazon Fire TV. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find it now on Amazon Fire TV. So Oliver Wallstrom was back in the lineup. And it looks like, from everything I can see, that Patrick Waugh wants to give Wallstrom a longer look. And the Islanders, as we know, sent Julian Gauthier down to Bridgeport and, to the surprise of some, kept him there. And it was mostly a cap move, but obviously they want to see what Wally is capable of. And, you know, are they showcasing Wallstrom for a trade, or is this a legitimate chance for Wallstrom to... Show what he could do. Maybe it's a little bit of both. Here's what Patrick Waugh had to say. I have time for him. I'm curious to see what his ceiling is and where he is. And I I think that's important because one of the problems that Oliver Wallstrom had over the course of his career, he was always on a very short leash. We saw veteran players throughout the Barry Trotz and Lane Lambert years make mistakes, make the same mistakes over and over and over again, and be put into the lineup over and over and over again. But then, you know, Oliver Wallstrom would make a bad play, a giveaway, a penalty, whatever it was, and, you know, he would end up playing six minutes for the game or be benched for the rest of the game after that happened. And I understand you're trying to, you know, teach a young player what to do, uh, what's expected of him. And we all have discussed every day, as you know, Oliver Wallstrom's issues away from the puck. Before he took that bad penalty against Toronto on Monday night, he wasn't playing badly. And again, this is just the second game that he's been in the lineup under Patrick Waugh. And it's time to see what he can do. You now have a month before the trade deadline. All you got to do, all you got to do is go out there and play. If he 
finds a role on this team, whether it be as a power forward or adding a little juice to the third line, which is where he's playing right now, and we know that line needs some offensive jump because they haven't been getting it so far. Uh, Gautier hasn't provided a lot of offense. J.G. Pajot has not provided a lot of offense. Simon Holmstrom and J.G. Pajot seem to provide more offense on the PK than they do five-on-five. So, Wallstrom has a chance to be sort of the the scoring guy right now on that third line. And if he does that, maybe he'll see some time on the second power play unit on occasion. But right now, you know, after he took that penalty against the Maple Leafs, he didn't get benched. He was out there for at least another shift in that game. And that in my mind, was a good sign. Whether he grows into a full-time role with the Islanders or they trade him at the trade deadline, let's see what Oliver Wallstrom can do when he's not looking over his shoulder every two seconds to wonder if he's ever going to get back on the ice. Lou Lamorello added, He has to just not worry about scoring or anything. Just go out and play. I think he's putting a lot of pressure on himself. So he just has to go play. Just have fun. And when I say that, you have to enjoy what you do. We don't worry about the scoring. We just worry about the goal differential. So, again, you need to see a little bit more from Wallstrom. It doesn't have to be all offense. But... It does have to be the things, you know, Wallstrom's issues are not his shot. It's not what he does when he has the puck. It's more the defense. It's more uh, going for rebounds. It's picking up his man. It's how long, it's how well he sees the ice sometimes. His hockey sense has not always been the best. And... Obviously, his skating speed it has been an issue. But you can, you can play in the NHL and not be a very fast skater if you've got a nice release and a good shot. And you play smart. The play smart thing maybe is the biggest need that we have to see more of from Oliver Wallstrom. And look, let's face it. He's on a one-year contract. Oliver Wallstrom, if he doesn't show something here in the last 32 games of the season or sooner if he's traded, but if he doesn't show something, he's not going to be back with the Islanders next year. This, he has a new coach, a new approach, a coach that seems to believe more in Oliver Wallstrom than Lane Lambert and Barry Trotz did. Let's see if Wally can take advantage. And if he can't, that's it. You know, either he gets traded or he hits the open market over the offseason. And good luck to Oliver Wallstrom, you know, wherever else he goes. But if he does end up playing well enough to establish himself getting 
a, a solid goal scorer, even if it's a 15 to 20 goal scorer on that third line. Somebody who goalies have to at least think about a little bit. Somebody who maybe can replace the production that Zach Parise gave you a year ago. He doesn't have to be a superstar. He doesn't have to be a top six guy. But Oliver Wallstrom has to know he is rapidly running out of chances. And I could tell you this right now, uh, if he does end up with another team, whether it's through free agency or whether it's through a trade, you know, next season he may have to sign a, a very close to minimum NHL salary kind of a deal, and he may very well uh, have to battle for his NHL life if he doesn't start producing. So we'll see uh, Oliver Wallstrom with one more shot with the Islanders. We have got a lot more to discuss on today's show. We've got our weekly farm report on all things Bridgeport Islanders and uh, Guess what Ruslan Ishkakov did at the AHL All-Star Game? We'll talk about that and a whole lot more coming up on today's Locked on Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring pro, uh, a platform with over 350 million global visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with new candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners to this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash locked on. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Time for our weekly farm report. We do this every Wednesday, uh, and uh, we talk about all things Bridgeport Islanders, and it's always fun to do that. Three games since the Bridgeport Islanders uh, that they played since our last farm report. On January 31st, the uh, Bridgeport Islanders closed out the first month of the year with a 3-1 to win over the Springfield Thunderbirds, Carson Torinsky, getting his first goal with Bridgeport as uh, three goals in the third period lead to the 3-1 to one victory. And the fourth line with Cole Bardrow and Jeff Kubiak each getting a goal and an assist. E2 Liukas, two helpers, Jakob Skerek, 21 saves for, his, uh, for the team's first win in regulation in five weeks so that was important then on friday the islanders again host the thunderbirds and come away with another win this one by a score of three to one henrik tikkanen 
37 saves in this game uh, and a three-point night for Cole Bardro. Two goals and one helper. Also, Carson Twarinski, another goal in back-to-back games. E2 Liuka scores, and so does Matt Maggio. So that was good. And uh, in the two games against Springfield, five points for Bardro. So that was definitely exciting. And the four-goal win, the largest margin of victory for Bridgeport so far this season. Unfortunately, Saturday a road game, and uh, a 4-0 loss to the Hershey Bears. Ken Appleby making his first start since December 30th, uh, mainly because he was up with the big club for most of that time. Uh, But fifth straight road loss. 24 saves for Appleby, but a shutout uh, loss for Bridgeport in that game. You look at the scoring numbers, Ruslan Ishkakov, 13 goals leads the team, 21 assists leads the team, 34 points leads the team. Otto Koivula next with uh, 24 points. He has eight goals, 10 goals for William Dufour in 31 games. Cole Bardrow now with nine goals in 41 games. And Dennis Chalowski and Robin Salo each with 20 points, five goals, 15 assists, to lead all defensemen in the category. Jakob Skarek, a 3-3-8 goals against average and an 8-83 save percentage with his 4-16-4 record. As far as the standings go, Bridgeport still in 8th place in the Atlantic Division, 12 points behind 7th place Lehigh Valley. That's sort of the hill they have to climb if they want to try to qualify for the playoffs uh, this year. Uh, admittedly, it is a long shot. Meanwhile, the AHL All-Star Game was played on Monday in San Jose, and boy, Ruslan Ishkakov, two goals, two assists, and in the shootout competition, he scored an unbelievably wicked goal that the goalie was just beaten badly, and Ishkakov had an open net to put the puck into, and he did. And I'll I'll say this. I would advocate bringing up Ishkakov in part just to get a shootout specialist on this roster. We all know how much the Islanders have suffered, and if you want to spark for the third line, Ishkakov may be able to provide that, especially if Oliver Wallstrom is unable to give that line some spark. So, you know, you could check it out. Uh, on the Bridgeport Islanders website or just Google the video because it is a beautiful goal and it really shows some of the skills that Ishkakov brings to the table. Obviously, the issue with Ishkakov remains what he does without the puck. As for the schedule for Bridgeport, two games this weekend, Friday night, a road game at the Hartford Wolfpack, the New York Rangers Farm Club, That's a 7 o'clock Eastern time start. And then Saturday, a 7 o'clock Eastern time start, a home game against the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. You could uh, watch both games on AHL TV, or if you want to see some of the Islanders stars, like future stars like Ishkakov, Maggio, Dufour, you can head on up to Bridgeport and see the game. 
Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And uh, this one, well, one of the one of my favorites in the mid to late 2000s. Uh, we are a day early, but Thursday will be the 40th birthday, the big 4-0, for former Islanders winger Sean Bergenheim, the native of Helsinki, Finland. First round pick of the Isles back in 2002, came to North America in the 03-04 season, scored his first goal with the Isles there in 18 games, but became a full-timer in 2007-2008, spent three full seasons with the Islanders, then played for Tampa Bay, Florida, Minnesota, and then headed back to Europe when he uh, closed out his career after the 2017-2018 season. 506 career NHL games, 96 goals, 180 points, and 379 penalty minutes. 26 playoff games, 12 goals, 17 assists. None of those coming with the Islanders. Bergenheim had good speed, wasn't always the most consistent finisher, could check well, play solid defense when called upon, uh, and kind of one of those like third line, second or third line players, depending on the team and how he was doing. One of his better games as an Islander, March 7th, 2009. This one's an easy choice. The Devils invading the old barn, the Nassau Coliseum. Martin Brodeur getting the start for the Devils, while the Islanders go with Joey McDonald in goal. And in this game, Sean Bergenheim gets a goal early in the second period from Mike Igledon and Jack Hillen. He gets one late in the second period from Mike Igledon. And then... In the closing seconds of the game, a shorthanded empty net goal. Jack Hillen, the assist on that one. The one and only career NHL hat trick for Sean Bergenheim. He ended this game with three goals on six shots, was a plus three, had the game winner, and played 17 minutes and 11 seconds. Sean Bergenheim, very nice guy, hardworking winger. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. I want to thank everyone who makes Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Tomorrow on the show, we will be discussing, uh, well, we're going to preview Thursday's game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's a, a big game, 8 o'clock ESPN game, so make sure, you, or ESPN Plus, so make sure you check that out. Uh and, of course, we'll have the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings as well. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And, of course, let's go Islanders.